I want to talk, make this my last episode about my sex life, and I really mean it this time, because after this, there's nothing else to share. Um, it's been a miraculous journey for me, and I mean that in a um, metaphorical way. I went years of not knowing myself sexually, and at today I finally do, especially after this episode, I'll fully know myself sexually because I've exhausted all of the information officially after this episode is published. So IPPF from Choice, A World of Possibilities, Sexual Rights and IPPF Declaration. Who we are, IPPF is a global service provider and a leading advocate of sexual and reproductive health and rights for all. We are a worldwide movement of national organizations working with and for communities and individuals. We work towards a world where women, men, I'm going to throw in there, LGBTQIA+, and young people everywhere have control over their own bodies and therefore their destinies. A world where they are free to choose parenthood or not, free to decide how many children they will have, and when free to pursue healthy sexual lives without fear of unwanted pregnancies and sexually transmitted infections, including HIV. A world where gender or sexuality are no longer a source of inequality or stigma. We will not retreat from doing everything we can to safeguard these important choices and rights for current and future generations. So you have the contents, forward history, executive summary, sexual rights, IPPF declaration, preamble, general principles, sexual rights, human rights related to sexuality, references and notes, end notes. So forward. Sexuality is a natural and precious aspect of life an essential fundamental part of our humanity. For people to attain the highest standard of health, they must first be empowered to exercise choice in their sexual and reproductive lives. They must feel confident and safe in expressing their own sexual identity. Today, discrimination, stigma, fear, and violence pose real threats to many people. These threats and the actions they trigger, ranging from disheartening to life-threatening in nature, prevent many people from attaining basic sexual rights and health. IPPF is committed to fulfilling its goals through an approach that embodies the principles of universality, interrelatedness, interdependence, and and indivisibility of all human rights. We will do all we can to ensure that sexual rights, human rights, are respected through our own service, provision, and advocacy, and also in the wider public sphere. Sexual rights and IPPF declaration represents the culmination of more than two years of work that span the globe. Its development was guided by a diverse group of individuals internationally renowned experts in sexual reproductive health, human rights, law, and public health, senior IPPF volunteers, each of whom brought unique regional perspectives and who together represented a range of experience and strengths, and three senior directors of the IPPF Secretariat. A declaration developed through regional meetings and events that took place across the Federation and built on the IPPF Charter of Sexual Reproductive Rights. While there has already been some progress toward meeting the Millennium Development Goals and the targets of the 1994 ICPB International Conference on Population Development Program of Action, there's still much work to be done. Sexual rights are a component of human rights. They are an evolving set of entitlements related to sexuality that contribute to the freedom, equality, and dignity of all people there, and they cannot be ignored. 
We must preserve, we must be uncompromising in passion in our efforts to decrease stigma and improve access to services and to increase recognition of sexuality as a positive aspect of human life. Marginalized groups such as young people, transgender people, sex workers, men having sex with men, people who are gay, lesbian, or bisexual, child brides and girl mothers particularly need our compassion. The declaration applies equally to girls and women who are vulnerable to or have been subjected to gender-based violence, including traditional norms such as female genital mutilation and discrimination based on male preference, Sexual Rights and IPPF Declaration is an indispensable tool for all organizations, activists, researchers, uh, policy and decision makers who are working to promote and ensure human rights. The Declaration will enable members of the sexual, reproductive, health, and human rights communities to create change and build on the momentum that has already begun around sexual rights in preparation for the next International Conference on Population and Development 2015. Too often denied and too long neglected, sexual rights deserve our attention and priority. It is time to respect them and it's time to demand them. We trust that the declaration will serve you well on the journey ahead. Jacqueline Sharp, president of IPPF. History. In November 2006, IPPF's highest decision-making body, the Governing Council, created a panel on sexual rights with a mandate to guide and support the Federation developing a Declaration of Sexual Rights. It was in this side that the Declaration would build an IPPF Charter on Sexual Reproductive Rights, a landmark document that provided enormously popular and successfully advanced integration of human rights throughout the IPPF services and advocacy work. Recent work on sexual rights by the IPPF Western Hemisphere region also contributed to the development of the Declaration. Finally, it makes 2008, the declaration was presented and adopted by the Governing Council of IPPF. The panel on sexual rights included senior IPPF volunteers and staff from all six IPPF regions and internationally renowned experts in sexual reproductive health and rights from around the world. The members of the panel were Maryam Ahmed Acha, Governing Council member, Maritania Hassan Baghat, Director of the Egyptian Initiative for Personal Rights Egypt. Um, Dr. Carmen Barrasso, Regional Director, IPPF slash WHR, Gert Inchbrander, Governing Council Member, Sweden, Professor Paul Hunt, UN Special Rapporteur, Reporter on the Right to Health, Dr. Alice Miller, Columbia University slash Berkeley Law and University of California in USA, Madhu Bala Nath, Regional Director, IPPF slash SARO. Dr. Naomi Mapello Sivani, Government Council Member, Botswana. Dr. Nono Simalala, Director of Technical Knowledge and Support, PAD Com, Government Council Member, China. Dr. Esther Vincente, Chair, Government Council Member, Puerto Rico. Dr. Gil Greer, Ex Officio, Doc Director General of IPPF. Dr. Jacqueline Sharp, ex-officio, IPPF president. At the very first meeting in January 2007, panel members agreed that the development of a Declaration of Sexual Rights was fundamental to the realization of IPPF's vision and mission. While the IPPF Charter on Sexual and Reproductive Rights has had broken new ground across the Federation, 
1994, when the charter was published, new issues and areas of concern had since emerged, and there was a clear need to explore aspects of sexuality and identify sexual rights that were fragile, ignored, or considered ambiguous by many. The charter gave rise to an increased awareness of differences between sexual rights and reproductive rights. This awareness brought about the need for a code of practice specifically around sexuality. The panel agreed that the declaration would lead to improved health and well-being for IPBF's clients who would contribute to the attainment of the Millennium Development Goals. The process of developing the Declaration of Sexual Rights was in itself an internal advocacy tool for the Federation. Through a diversity of engagements at the national, regional, and international levels, the development of the Declaration has enhanced the Federation's volunteers and staff's comprehension of the nature of human rights. The nature of human rights related to sexuality, as well as the differences and commonalities between sexual rights and reproductive rights. And discussions among experts generate new knowledge about the importance of sexual rights to the enjoyment of the highest attainable standard of physical and mental health, and the interrelationship between sexual rights and the rights to development, freedom, equality, and dignity. This knowledge is embodied in the Declaration. Throughout the development of the Declaration, the need to take into account the cultural differences in the religious backgrounds of countries in the different regions was a recurrent concern. Members of the panel presented different, sometimes conflicting perspectives on sexual rights and human rights. At the same time, participants welcomed the opportunity to talk openly about issues related to sexuality, including culture and religion, child marriage, sex workers' rights, gender identity, sexual orientation, reproductive technologies, which the Federation confronts in its work every day at all levels. The IPF re IPPF regions each explored sexual rights within the context of their own histories and cultural experiences. These experiences are also contributed to the Declaration. The Arab world held a meeting in May 2007 at Rabat, which resulted in a Declaration on Sexual and Reproductive Rights. The European Network held a workshop on gay, lesbian, transgender issues in June 2007, which included experts such as the European Press and the International Lesbian Gay Association, ILGA, for Europe. A draft declaration of sexual rights was discussed at the Africa Regional Council in the Joint Regional Council meeting of the South Asian region and the East and Southeast Asia and Oceania region. At the Western Hemisphere Regional Council, participants engaged in a discussion that was led by a panel of experts composed of Sonia Correa, human rights activist Anthony Romero, executive director of the American Civil Liberties Union, and Humberto Arango from Western Hemisphere Regional Office. Like the Arab world attendees at Rabat, the Western Hemisphere delegates issued a declaration. At each regional meeting, the Director General of IPPF spoke about the Declaration of Sexual Rights, participated in subsequent discussions. In November 2007, the panel presented a draft of sexual rights and IPPF declaration to the governing council and asked members of the council and staff and governing members of regional offices and member associations for their comments, which were considered in the preparation of the final document. The declaration was presented and approved by the governing council in May 2008. With the declaration as an invaluable co-pilot, IPPF hopes to cr help create a world in which the freedom, equality, and dignity of all people are guaranteed, especially in the areas of their lives related to uh, sexuality. So you have executive summary. Sexual rights and IPPF declaration is growing in core international human rights instruments and authoritative interpretations of international standards and additional entitlements related to human sexuality 
the IPPF believes are implicit in them. The declaration is in accordance with international agreements to which IPPF subscribes. The framework of the declaration is already broadly embodied in many existing IPPF and member associations, publications, and reflects the mission, vision, and values of IPPF. The declaration is informed by the findings and recommendations of several UN treaty bodies and UN special reporters, particularly the 2004 report of the special reporter on the right to the highest attainable standard of health. It was developed by a panel of experts, including internationally recognized leaders in the field of sexual reproductive health and human rights, such as Paul Hunt, UN special reporter on the right to health. This executive summary is not meant to serve as an alternative to the declaration, but as an introduction to the different sections of the declaration and its contents. Full declaration should always accompany this executive summary so that full details of the sexual rights and their background are, are readily available. Sexual rights and IPPF declaration contains three parts. A preamble, which, which introduces the concept of the, of the declaration, the context of IPPF's mission and vision international agreements and, and documents relating to sexual reproductive health and rights and human rights and also outlines the basic intention of the human rights framework. Seven guiding principles which provide a framework for all the sexual rights included in the Declaration will inform and ensure respect, protection, and advancement of sexual rights within the Federation. Sexual rights fall within the canon of human rights which is both universal and divisible and they are in accordance with the principles of non-discrimination. The final part, sexual rights and human rights related to sexuality, outlines the 10 sexual rights. Sexual rights are constituted by a set of entitlements related to sexuality that emanate from the rights to freedom, equality, privacy, autonomy, integrity, and dignity of all people. But while the significance of national, regional particularities and diverse historical, cultural, religious backgrounds must be borne in mind, organizations and individuals working in all regions of the world can incorporate the framework underlying principles of the declaration into their activities of business slash or programs. This will aid any efforts to promote, defend, and advance sexual rights. Convinced that this comprehensive and integrated human rights-based approach to sexuality and sexual health will promote the realization of sexual rights as an aspect of global justice, development, and health, we affirm the principles that follow. Principle one, sexuality is an integral part of the personhood of every human being. For this reason, a favorable environment in which everyone may enjoy all sexual rights as part of the process of development must be created. Sexuality is an integral part of the personhood of every human being in all societies. While individuals experience their sexualities throughout their lives in ways that vary according to inner and external factors, Human rights related to sexuality, their protection and promotion should be part of the daily existence of all individuals everywhere. In addition, sexuality should be recognized as a positive aspect of life. Sexual rights are universal human rights based on the inherent freedom, dignity, and equality of all human beings. In accordance with the Charter on Sexual and Reproductive Rights, IPPF affirms that the person is the central subject of development it recognizes the importance of creating a favorable environment in which every individual may enjoy all sexual rights in order to be able to take an active part in processes of economic, social, cultural, and political development. Sexuality is an aspect of human and social life which is engaged always with the body, the mind, politics, health, and safety. Principle two, the rights and protections guaranteed to people under age 18 differ from those of adults and must take into account 
the evolving capacities of the individual child to exercise rights on their own behalf. IPPF understands that the rights and protections guaranteed to people under age 18 as a matter of international and national law sometimes differ from the rights of adults. These differences related to all aspects of human rights will require particular approaches in regard to sexual rights. IPPF begins from the premise that persons under, eight, under 18 are rights holders, that at different points within the spectrum of infancy, childhood, and adolescence, certain rights and protections will have greater or lesser relevance. In addition, the principle of evolving capacity combines respect for children, their dignity and entitlement to protection from all forms of harm, while also acknowledging the value of their own contribution towards their protection. Societies must create environments in which children can achieve their optimal capacities and where greater respect is given to their potential for participation and responsibility for decision-making decision in their own lives. Principle three, non-discrimination underlines all human rights protection and promotion. IPPF understands that a framework of non-discrimination underlines all human rights protection and promotion. This framework of non-discrimination prohibits any distinction, exclusion, or restriction on the basis of sex, age, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, sexual history or behavior, real or imputed, race, color, ethnicity, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth, physical or mental disability, health status, including HIV, AIDS, and civil, political, social, or other status, which has the purpose or effect of impairing, nullifying the recognition, enjoyment, or exercise on an equal basis with others of all human rights and fundamental freedoms in the political, economic, social, cultural, civil, or any other field. Individuals experience different barriers to the fulfillment of their sexual rights. Substantive equality requires these barriers to be removed in order for diverse individuals to enjoy fundamental rights and freedoms on an equal basis with others. This may require that particular attention be paid to marginalized underserved groups. Principle four, sexuality and pleasure deriving from it is a central aspect of being human, whether or not a person chooses to reproduce. Sexual health spans a lifetime. Sexuality is an integral factor in almost all reproductive decisions. However, it is a central aspect of being human, whether or not one chooses to reproduce. Sexuality is not merely a vehicle for individuals to satisfy their reproductive interests, their entitlement to experience and enjoy sexuality independent of reproduction and reproduction and independent of sexuality should be safeguarded paying particular attention to those who historically and in the present are denied such an entitlement principle five ensuring sexual rights for all includes a commitment to freedom and protection from harm the right to be protected from and to have recourse against all forms of violence and harm underpins sexual rights sexuality related harm includes both violence and abuse of a physical verbal psychological economic and sexual nature as well as violence against individuals because of their age sex gender gender identity sexual orientation marital status sexual history or behavior really imputed sexual practices on how they manifest their sexuality all children and adolescents are entitled to enjoy the right to special protection from all forms of exploitation this includes protection from sexual exploitation, child prostitution, all forms of sexual abuse, violence, and harassment, including coercion of a child to engage in any sexual activity or sexual practice, and the use of children in pornographic performances and materials. Principle six, 
Sexual rights may be subject only to those limitations determined by law for the purpose of securing due recognition, respect for the rights and freedoms of others in the general welfare in a democratic society. Sexual rights as other human rights may be subject only to those limitations determined by law for the purpose of securing due recognition and respect for the rights and freedoms of others in the general welfare in a democratic society, public health and public order according to human rights law. Such limitations must be non-discriminatory, necessary, and proportionate to the achievement of a legitimate aim. The exercise of sexual rights must be guided by awareness of the dynamic relationship between personal and social interests, the recognition of the, of the existence of plurality of visions, and the need to guarantee equality, dignity, and respect for difference. Principle seven, the obligation to respect, protect, and fulfill apply to all sexual rights and freedoms. Sexual rights and freedoms include core legal claims as well as access to the means to fulfill those claims. As for other human rights, states have obligations on three levels to respect, protect, fulfill the sexual rights of all. The obligation to respect requires states to refrain from interfering directly or indirectly with, with the enjoyment of a particular right, in this case with sexual rights. The obligation to protect requires states to take measures that prevent third parties from interfering with human rights guarantees. The obligation to fulfill requires states to adopt appropriate legislative, administrative, budgetary, judicial, promotional, and other measures towards the full realization of the right. Sexual rights are human rights related to sexuality. IPPF affirms that sexual rights are human rights. Sexual rights are constituted by a set of entitlements related to sexuality that emanate from the rights to freedom equality, privacy, autonomy, integrity, dignity of all people. The 10 sexual rights are Article 1, right to equality, equal protection of the law, and freedom from all forms of discrimination based on sex, sexuality, or gender. All human beings are born free to equal in dignity and rights and must enjoy the equal protection of the law against discrimination based on their sexuality, sex, or gender. Article 2, the right to participation for all persons regardless of sex, sexuality, or gender. All persons are entitled to an environment that enables active, free, and meaningful participation in and contribution to the civil, economic, social, cultural, political aspects of human life at local, national, regional, and international levels through the development of which human rights and fundamental freedoms can be realized. Article 3, the rights to life, liberty, security of the person, and bodily integrity. All persons have the right to life, liberty, and to be free of torture and cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment in all cases, and particularly on account of sex, age, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, sexual history or behavior, real or imputed, and HIV slash AIDS status, and shall have the right to exercise their sexuality free of violence or coercion. Article 4, right to privacy. All persons have the right not to be subjected to arbitrary interference with their privacy, family, home, papers, or correspondence, and the right to privacy, which is essential to the exercise of sexual autonomy. Article 5, rights of personal autonomy recognition before the law. All persons have the right to be recognized before the law into sexual freedom, which accomplishes the opportunity for individuals to have control and decide freely on matters related to sexuality, to choose their sexual partners, to seek experience, to seek to experience their full sexual potential and pleasure within, within a framework of non-discrimination and with due regards to the rights of others and to the evolving capacity of children. 
Article 6, right to freedom of thought, opinion, expression, right to association. All persons have the right to exercise freedom of thought, opinion, and expression regarding ideas on sexuality, sexual orientation, gender identity, and sexual rights without arbitrary intrusions or limitations based on dominant cultural beliefs or political ideology or discriminatory notions of public order, public morality, public health, or public security. Article 7, right to health and to the benefits of scientific progress. All persons have a right to the enjoyment of the highest attainable standard of physical and mental health, which includes the underlying determinants of health and access to sexual health care for prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of all sexual concerns, problems, and disorders. Article 8, right to education and information. All persons without discrimination have the right to education and information generally and to comprehensive sexuality education and information necessary and useful to exercise full citizenship and equality in the private, public, and political domains. Article 9, right to choose whether or not to marry and to found and plan a family and to decide whether or not how and when to have children. All persons have the right to choose whether or not to marry, whether or not to found and plan a family, when to have children, decide the number and spacing of their children freely and responsibly within an environment in which laws and policies recognize the diversity of family forms as including those not defined by descent or marriage. Article 10, right to accountability and redress. All persons have the right to effective, adequate, but accessible and appropriate educative, legislative, judicial, and other measures to ensure and demand that those who are duty-bound to uphold sexual rights are fully accountable to them. This includes the ability to monitor the implementation of sexual rights to access remedies for violations of human, uh, for violations of sexual rights, including access to full redress to restitution, compensation, rehabilitation, satisfaction, guarantee of non-repetition, and any other means. Sexual Rights 9PPF Declaration provides a clear framework within which the member associations can understand their responsibilities as service providers. They will be better equipped to begin or extend their work on improving access to all and thereby enable their clients to fully realize their sexually productive rights. The Declaration will also act as a framework for advocacy to remind states of their responsibilities. Particularly, the run-up and planning for the next global initiative focusing on sexual reproductive health and rights advocacy on the basis of the declaration will help governments, organizations to understand and make lasting commitments based on the link between sexual rights, public health, and development. Preamble, this is the preamble. IPPF is committed to fulfilling its goals within a human rights approach that embodies the principles of universality, interrelatedness, inter the interdependence, and indivisibility of all human rights. IPPF recognizes and believes that sexual rights are a component of human rights, which are, which are, which are an evolving set of entitlements related to sexuality that contribute to the freedom, equality, and dignity of all people. Sexual rights, an IPPF declaration is grounded in core international human rights treaties and other instruments. Authoritative interpretations of these international standards and additional entitlements relates to human sexuality are implicit in them. It draws on the documents emanating from the 1993 UN World Conference on Human Rights, 
1994 UN International Conference on Population Development, 1995 UN Fourth World Conference on Women, the UN Millennium Declaration and, and the Millennium Development Goals. It is also informed by the findings and recommendations of several UN treaty bodies and UN special rapporteurs, particularly the, the 2004 report to the Commission on Human Rights of the Special Rapporteur on the Right to the Highest Attainable Standard of Health. The Declaration complements the IPPF Charter on Sexual Reproductive Rights. It aims to implicitly identify sexual rights and support an inclusive vision of sexuality. This vision seeks to respect, protect, and advance the rights of all persons to sexual autonomy and to promote sexual health and rights within the framework of non-discrimination. IPPF believes that health is a fundamental human right and indispensable for the exercise of all human rights. It also believes that sexual reproductive health are integral elements of the rights of everyone to enjoy the highest attainable standard, highest attainable standard of physical and mental health. Sexual health cannot be obtained or maintained without sexual rights, but sexual rights encompass more than entitlements related to health. Sexual rights refer to specific norms that emerge when existing human rights are applied to sexuality. These rights include freedom, equality, privacy, autonomy, integrity, and dignity of all people. Principles recognized in many international instruments that are particularly relevant to sexuality. Sexual rights offer an approach that includes but goes beyond protection of particular identities. Sexual rights guarantee that everyone has access to the conditions that allow fulfillment and expression of their sexualities free from any coercion discrimination or violence within a, within a context respectful of dignity. IPPF recognizes that sexuality is a central aspect of being human throughout life, and that while sexuality may include all the following dimensions, not all of them are always experienced or expressed. It is an evolving concept that encompasses sexual activity, gender identities, sexual orientation, eroticism, pleasure, intimacy, and reproduction. It is constituted through the interaction of biological, psychological, social, economic, political, cultural, ethical, legal, historical, religious, and spiritual factors. Sexuality is experienced and expressed in thoughts, fantasies, desires, beliefs, attitudes, values, behaviors, practices, and relationships. IPPF is aware that many expressions of sexuality are non-reproductive, that the global understanding of sexuality is evolved. Thus, IPPM recognizes the need to specifically identify sexual rights as not subsumed under reproductive rights and reproductive health. IPPM recognizes that a commitment to enabling conditions for sexual rights complements its broader commitment to the local and global struggles for equity, access to resources, peace, and to a universal social and international order in which dignity, rights, and freedom of all persons can be fully realized. Within the scope of the right to development, the fulfillment of sexual rights is essential to the centrality of the individual as the subject, active participant, and beneficiary of processes of economic, social, cultural, political development, in which all human rights and fundamental freedoms can be fully realized. IPPF believes that a key aspect of creating the conditions for the enjoyment of rights lies in the development of accountable structures. Such structures should not only provide individual liberty and redress, but also engage in challenge but also engage in challenged mechanisms of power, practice, and meaning which give rise to violations of sexual rights. IPPF recognizes that this has implications for its service delivery and advocacy efforts. 
Thus, IPPF encourages member associations to use the Declaration as guidance in the integration of their commitment to respect, protect, and advance sexual rights throughout their activities, to enforce and enhance their ongoing policies, strategies, and programs. The Declaration is a framework for understanding the application of basic human rights to sexuality. All components of the Federation can incorporate this framework as underlying principles into their activities, services, services and programs as an effort to comply with their responsibility to promote and defend sexual rights and in order to reinforce and enhance their ongoing policies and strategies. IPPF is committed to a vision of universal, inalienable, indivisible human rights, including sexual rights. They recognize, however, that country context may impact upon the timing, manner, and extent of implementation of the principles and rights included in this declaration. Specific processes will be put in place to recognize and to account for such situations. Sexual rights and IPPF declaration was adopted by the IPPF Governing Council on May 10, 2008. General principles. IPPF expects that all member associations will be committed to the Federation's mission, vision, and values, including the principles underlying and incorporated in this declaration. These principles must inform the programs and strategies developed by the Federation's components to promote, protect, and fulfill the sexual rights specified in the part titled Sexual Rights or Human Rights Related to Sexuality of this Declaration. Principle 1. Sexuality is an integral part of the personhood of every human being. For this reason, a favorable environment in which everyone may enjoy all sexual rights as part of the process of development must be created. Sexuality is an integral part of the personhood of every human being in all societies. All individuals experience their sexuality in ways that vary according to inner and external factors Human rights related to sexuality, their protection and promotion should be part of the daily existence of all persons everywhere. Sexual rights are universal human rights based on the inherent freedom, dignity, and equality of all human beings. Poverty is both a cause and a consequence of sexual ill health and sexuality based on inequalities and exclusions. Programming must address the interconnection of poverty with these issues. Recognizing its role in the enjoyment and denial of human rights, and in particular its effects on sexual rights. In inequity, inequality, gender inequity, gender inequality, and poor health must be tackled in the implementation of any development projects, programs, or frameworks such as those based on the Millennium Development Goals. The achievement of the Millennium Development Goals improving maternal health, reducing child mortality, promoting gender equality, and combating HIV and AIDS among other goals depend directly on ensuring widespread access to sexual health services and protection of sexual rights. In accordance with the Charter on Sexually Productive Rights, IPPF affirms that the person is the central aspect. IPPF affirms that the person is the central subject of development and recognizes the importance of creating a favorable environment in which every individual may enjoy all sexual rights in order to be able to in order to be able to take an active part in processes of economic, social, cultural, political development. Sexuality is an aspect of human social life which, which is engaged always with the body, the mind, politics, health, and society. 
Sexual rights impact on the ideological and political as well as the personal and subjective. Sexual rights incorporate expressive, associational, participatory elements and are deeply connected to bodily integrity and self-sovereignty. Recognizing and committing to the guarantee of sexual rights, IPPF understands that respect, protection, and fulfillment of these rights require attention to all these domains and elements, which in turn are part of historical processes at work across the private public sites of human activity. Principle two, the rights and protections guaranteed to people under age 18 differ from those of adults and must take into account the evolving capacities of the individual child to exercise rights on their own behalf. IPPF understands that the rights and protections guaranteed to people under age 18 as a matter of international and national law sometimes differ from the rights of adults. These differences related to all aspects of human rights but require particular approaches in regard to sexual rights. IPPF begins from the premise that persons under age 18 are rights holders and that at different points within the spectrum, within the spectrum of infancy, childhood, and adolescence, certain rights and protections will have greater or lesser relevance. Under Article 5 of the Convention on the Rights of the Child, this says that the direction and guidance provided by parents or others with responsibility for the child must take into account the capacities of the child to exercise rights on their own behalf. The concept of evolving capacity of children requires a balance between recognizing children as active agents in their own lives, entitled to be respected as citizens, as people, and as rights bearers with increasing autonomy, while also being entitled to protection in accordance with their vulnerability. The concept recognizes that the levels of protection from participation activities likely to cause children harm will diminish in accordance with their evolving capacity. In addition, the principle of evolving capacity combines respect for children, their dignity and entitlement to protection from all forms of harm, while also acknowledging the value of their own contribution towards their protection. Societies must create environments where children can achieve their optimal capacities and where greater respect is given to their potential for participation and responsibility for decision-making in their own lives. Several key principles govern the interrelationship between children's rights and other interests. Among these are the views of persons under 18 as rights holders, the best interests of the child, the evolving capacities of the child, non-discrimination, and responsibility for ensuring conditions for thriving. In the context of sexual rights, these principles require an individualized approach. Informed by, informed, by, informed by demonstration of maturity and consideration of particular circumstances, such as the specific child or adolescent understanding, activities, physical and mental health status, relationship with parents or other interested parties, their power relations among, these, among those involved, and the nature of the issue at hand. Principle 3, non-discrimination underlies all human rights protection and promotion. IPPF understands that the framework of non-discrimination underlies, underlies all human rights protection and promotion. The framework of non-discrimination prohibits any distinction, exclusion, or restriction on the basis of sex, age, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, sexual history or behavior, real or imputed, race, color, ethnicity, language, religion, political or other opinion, national, geographical, or social origin, property, birth, physical, or mental disability, health status, including HIV and civil, political, so, social, or their status, which has the purpose or, F or effect 
of impairing or nullifying the recognition, enjoyment, or exercise on an equal basis with others of all human rights and the fundamental freedoms in the political, economic, social, cultural, civil, civil, or any other field. So, in all the times I say the E word, evolving, that's what I'm saying. And the other word, underlies, not underlines, underlies. That's what I'm going to say the other time. Discrimination in the realm of sexual rights may manifest itself through unequal access to cultural, economic, political, or social rights because of sex, age, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, sexual history, behavior, real and imputed, sexual practices, or sexual orientation, and the denial of sexual and the denial of sexual rights, such as sexual services, comprehensive sexuality education, and redress for sexual violence, which impair a person's enjoyment of rights on equal footing with others. Individuals experience different barriers to the fulfillment of their sexual rights. Substantive equality requires these barriers to be removed in order for diverse individuals to enjoy fundamental rights and freedoms on an equal basis with others. This may require that particular attention be paid to marginalized and underserved groups. Principle four. Sexuality and pleasure deriving from it is a, is a central aspect of being human, whether or not a person chooses to reproduce. Sexual health spans a lifetime. Sexuality is an integral factor in almost all reproductive decisions. However, it is a central aspect of being human, whether or not one chooses to reproduce. Sexuality is not merely a vehicle for individuals to satisfy the reproductive interest. The entitlement to experience and enjoy sexuality independent of reproduction and and reproduction, independent of and reproduction independent of sexuality should be safeguarded, paying particular attention to those who, historically and in the present, are denied such entitlement. All persons are entitled to the conditions that enable the pursuit of a pleasurable sexuality. Pleasure is based on individual and relational autonomy for which the existence of public policies on sexuality education, health services, freedom from coercion and violence, as well as the, as well as the development of a field of ethics on issues of justice, equality, and liberty must be ensured. Given that pleasure is an intrinsic aspect of sexuality, the right to seek, express, and determine when to experience it must not be denied to anyone. Principle five, ensuring sexual rights for all includes a commitment to freedom and protection from harm. The right to be protected from and to have recourse against all forms of violence and harm underpins sexual rights. Sexuality-related harm includes both violence and abuse of the physical, verbal, psychological, economic, and sexual nature, as well as violence against individuals because of their sex, age, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, sexual history of behavior, real or imputed, sexual practice, and how they manifest their sexuality. All children and adolescents are entitled to enjoy the right to special protection from all forms of exploitation. This includes protection from sexual exploitation, child prostitution, and all forms of sexual abuse, violence, and harassment, including coercion of a child to engage in any sexual activity or sexual practice, and the use of children in pornographic performances is mandatory. Principle six Sexual rights must be subject only to those limitations determined by law for the purpose of securing due recognition and respect for the rights and freedoms of others in the general welfare and a democratic society. Sexual rights as other human rights need to be subject only to those limitations determined by law 
for the purpose of securing the recognition and respect for the rights and freedoms of others and the general welfare within private society. Public health and public order according to human rights law. Such limitations must be non-discriminatory, necessary, and proportionate to the achievement of legitimate aims. The exercise of sexual rights must be guided by awareness of the dynamic relationship between personal and social interests. The recognition of the existence of plurality of visions and the need to guarantee quality, dignity, and respect for difference. Principle seven, obligations to respect, protect, fulfill, apply to all sexual rights and freedoms. Sexual rights and freedoms include core legal claims as well as access to the means to fulfill those claims as with other human rights. States have obligations of their levels to respect, protect, fulfill the sexual rights of all. The obligation to respect requires states to refrain from interfering directly or indirectly with the enjoyment of a particular right in the case of sexual rights. The obligation to protect requires states to take measures that prevent third parties from interfering with human rights guarantees. The obligation to fulfill requires states to adopt appropriate legislative, administrative, budgetary, judicial promotion of the measures towards the full realization of the rights. While states remain the primary duty bearers in respect and protect fulfilling human rights within their borders, other actors in civil society whose actions and omissions have effects on each other's sexual rights should also be held accountable. These can include other states, transboundary entities, and programs operating through aid and development assistance, security structures, other, other alliances, as well as non-state actors, including both commercial not-for-profit, not-for-profit religious entities, as well as individuals. Therefore, states must refrain from violating or otherwise interfering with the person's sexual rights, protect those rights from violations and interference by third parties to take positive steps and measures including building effective participatory and accountable institutions and allocating resources towards the realization of sexual rights. IPPF is committed to do all within its capacity. IPPF is committed to do all within its capabilities to encourage and assist all member associations to play their role in respecting, protecting, and fulfilling the sexual rights that follow and to advocate for states and other actors to respect, protect, fulfill these rights and all aspects of the legislative, administrative, budgetary, and other policies and practices. Sexual rights are human rights related to sexuality. IPPF affirms that sexual rights are human rights. Sexual rights are constituted by a set of entitlements related to sexuality and made from the rights to freedom, equality, privacy, autonomy, integrity, and dignity of all people. Many international instruments, norms, and standards recognize important principles related to sexuality. Sexual rights are specific norms that emerge when existing human rights are applied to sexuality. Sexual rights protect particular identities, but reach beyond this and protect all people's rights to be allowed to fulfill and express their sexuality with a due regard for the rights of others and within a framework of non-discrimination. Following sexual rights apply basic, well-established human rights principles to the field of human sexuality. Their application is of particular importance to the poor, marginalized, and socially excluded and, under, and underserved, whether such characteristics are historical or recent. Given that IPPF affirms the universality and interrelatedness, interdependence, and individual's ability of all human rights, 
order which the follow the sexual rights incorporated in this declaration does not imply a particular hierarchy. Implementation of the following articles should be informed by the general principles that precede it. Article 1. Equality, equal protection of the law, and freedom from all forms of discrimination based on sex, sexuality, or gender. All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They must enjoy the equal protection of the law against discrimination based on their sexuality, sex, or gender. All persons must be ensured in an environment where everyone enjoys and has equal access to full rights supported by the state. States and civil society must take steps to promote the modification of social and cultural practices based on stereotype roles of women or men or the idea of superiority or inferiority of sexes, genders, or gender expressions. All persons have the right to work, education, health, social care, and other economic, social, and cultural rights. As well as the facilities, goods, services, and conditions necessary to realize them without discrimination on any grounds. All persons should be accorded legal capacity and the same opportunities to exercise. All persons shall be accorded legal capacity and the same opportunities to exercise that capacity. Equal rights to enter into contracts and to administer property and shall be treated equally in all stages of procedure in courts and tribunals with due regard for the evolving capacity of the child. All persons shall have the same rights regarding the law related to the movement of persons and the freedom to choose their residence and domicile without discrimination. Article 2. The right to participation for all persons regardless of sex, sexuality, or gender. Persons are entitled to an environment that enables active, free, and meaningful participation and in contribution to the civil, economic, social, cultural, and political aspects of human life at local, national, regional, and international levels, to the development of which human rights and fundamental freedoms can be realized. All persons are entitled to participate in the development and implementation of policies that determine their welfare, including their sexual and reproductive health, without formal or informal barriers such as marriage qualifications, conditions related to HIV status, or discriminatory gender norms, stereotypes, or prejudices. Uh, all persons are entitled to participate in the development and implementation of policies that determine their welfare, including their sexual and reproductive health, without formal or informal barriers such as marriage qualifications conditions related to HIV status, or discriminatory gender norms, stereotypes, and prejudices that exclude or restrict the participation of persons based on ideas of gender and sexual propriety. Young people who are frequently excluded shall have the right to be participants and protagonists in processes of change in their societies. They shall have meaningful ways to contribute to and shall share responsibilities for the development of policies and programs to protect, promote, and fulfill sexual reproductive health and rights. All persons shall be able to participate in public and political life, including holding public office and performing all public functions without discrimination on any grounds. As a basis for participation, all persons shall enjoy the right to mobility and to leave and return to their own country as well as equal access to documents that enable such mobility and travel without discrimination. Article 3. The rights to life, liberty, security of the person, and bodily, and bodily integrity. 
All persons have the right to life, liberty, and to be free of torture and cruel inhumane integrating treatment in all cases, particularly on account of any prohibited grounds of discrimination. They shall have the right to exercise their sexuality free of violence or coercion. All persons have the right to life and bodily integrity. These rights shall not be threatened or be put at risk to avenge the honor of a family. No person shall be subjected to judicial or extrajudicial killings, judicial or extrajudicial corporal punishment for their sexual history or behavior, gender identity or expression. No woman's life or health shall be put at risk as a consequence of medical treatment being denied to her for any physical or mental condition or based on others placing on placing a competing value on the fetus she may be carrying. No woman shall be condemned to forced maternity as a result of having exercised her sexuality again. No woman, shall, no woman shall be condemned to forced maternity as a result of having exercised her sexuality. All persons have the right to be free from harmful traditional practices, including female genital mutilation and, and forced or early marriage. All persons have the right to be free from violence, including all forms of physical, verbal, psychological, economic abuse, sexual harassment, sexual violence, rape, other forms of coerced sex within or outside marriage, an armed conflict or in detention. All persons living sex workers of all genders or in the instance of real or alleged sexual activity outside marriage have the right to be free from the risk of violence created by stigma and discrimination based on their sex, sexuality, or gender. No one shall be subjected to arbitrary detention nor subjected to the imposition of arbitrary or discriminatory sanctions for violations of imprecise or ill-defined criminal provision regarding consensual sex. No person's sexual choices, practices, or expressions, including real or imputed practices of sex work, can justify, excuse, or mitigate punishment for violence, abuse, or harassment. All migrants and migrant workers, and particularly young female transgender migrants, must have access in the countries where they work and live to the means of protection for bodily harm and from violence and abuse based on their sexual and gender expressions as well as the mean as well as to the means to protect fulfill their sexual health and rights. All persons have the right to seek and enjoy asylum from persecution, including persecution arising from either a state's action or failure to take sufficient steps to protect a person from serious abuse on the basis of sex, gender, gender identity, sexual history or behavior, or sexual orientation or HIV status. All persons shall be free from the removal, extradition, or expulsion or threats thereof to any state where they may face a well-founded fear of persecution based on sex, gender, gender identity, sexual history or behavior, or sexual orientation or, or HIV status. Article 4. Right to Privacy. All persons have the right not to be subjected to arbitrary interference with their privacy, family, home, papers, or correspondence and the right to privacy which is central to the exercise of sexual autonomy. All persons are entitled to sexual autonomy and shall be able to make decisions about their sexuality, sexual behavior, and intimacy without arbitrary interference. All persons have the right to confidentiality regarding sexual health services and care, medical records in general to protect information concerning their HIV status, and to be protected from arbitrary disclosures or threats of arbitrary disclosures within the framework of permissible limitations and without discrimination. All persons have the right to control the disclosure of information regarding their sexual choices, sexual history, sexual partners and behaviors, and other matters related to sexuality. 
Article 5. Rights to personal autonomy and recognition before the law. All persons have the right to be recognized before the law to sexual freedom, which encompasses the opportunity for individuals to have control and decide freely on matters related to sexuality, to choose their sexual partners, to seek to experience their full sexual potential and pleasure, their framework of non-discrimination with due regard for the rights of others and to the evolving capacity of children. All persons have the right to recognition everywhere as a person before the law without discrimination on any ground. All persons are free to exercise autonomous and relational sexual practices and conduct in an environment of social, political, and economic conditions in which all rights and freedoms can be realized equally by all free of discrimination, violence, or coercion, or abuse. No person shall be subjected to laws that arbitrarily criminalize consensual sexual relations or practices, nor be subjected to arrest or detention on the basis of sex, sexuality, or gender, or consensual sexual practices or conduct. All persons in custody have the right not to, not to face abuse or risk of harm on the basis of any prohibited grounds of discrimination. All persons in custody have the right to protection from marginalization and to have regular conjugal visits. All persons shall enjoy freedom from the harm associated with the crime of trafficking. No person shall be subjected to involuntary medical research or procedures forced to undergo medical testing or arbitrary medical confinement on the grounds of protected sexual expression, sexual orientation, sexual history or behavior, real or imputed or gender identity or expression. No person shall be forced to undergo medical procedures, including sexual, including sex reassignment surgery, sterilization or hormonal therapy as a requirement for legal recognition of their gender identity, or be subjected to pressure to conceal, suppress, or deny their sex, age, gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation. No person shall be denied identity papers which indicate their gender or sex is reflecting the person self-defined. Gender identity included but not limited to birth certificates, passports, and electoral records. Article 6. Right to freedom of thought, opinion, expression, rights association. All persons have the right to exercise freedom of thought, opinion. All persons have the right to exercise freedom of thought, opinion, and expression regarding ideas on sexuality, sexual orientation, gender identity, and sexual rights without arbitrary intrusion, without arbitrary intrusion or limitations based on dominant cultural beliefs on political ideology, or discriminatory notions of public order, public morality, public health, or public security. All persons have the right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion, with including the right to hold opinions without interference within a framework of non-discrimination, respect for the evolving capacity of children. All persons have the right to explore their sexuality, to have dreams and fantasies free from fear, shame, guilt, false beliefs, and other impediments to the free expression of their desires with full regard for the rights of others. All persons, particularly women, have the right to expressions of identity or personal through speech, department, dress, bodily characteristics, choice of name, and other means without restriction. All persons have the right to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas with regards to human rights, sexual rights, sexual orientation, gender identity, and sexuality in a legal medium regardless of frontiers their framework of non-discrimination and taking into consideration the rights of others and the evolving capacity of children. All persons have the right to freedom of peaceful assembly and association in diverse formations. This includes the right to establish, join, and create groups and organizations and to develop 
exchange, campaign, impart information and ideas on issues related to human rights, sexual rights, sexuality, sexual orientation, and gender identity through any medium within the framework of a social order in which the rights and freedoms of all can be fully realized. Article 7, right to health and to the benefits of scientific progress. All persons All persons have rights to the enjoyment of the highest attainable standard of physical and mental health, which includes the underlying determinants of health and access to sexual health care for prevention, diagnosis and treatment of all sexual concerns, problems, and disorders. All persons have the right to insist on safer sex for the prevention of unwanted pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections, including HIV and AIDS. All persons have the right to participate in the establishment of laws, policies, programs, services pertaining to public health in their communities. All health interventions must be sensitive to the special needs of marginalized individuals and communities. All persons shall have access to health care and services independently of the conscientious objection of health service providers. All persons have the right to access information about sexual rights, sexual orientation sexuality and gender identity in relation to health and to access the best possible health services based upon evidence and scientifically valid research. All persons including sex workers have the right to safe working conditions, access to health services, and support to protection necessary to be able to insist on safer sex practices with all partners and clients. All persons in armed conflict or forced displacement, all persons in armed conflict or forced displacement shall have access to comprehensive sexual reproductive health services. All persons have the right to enjoy the benefits of scientific progress and its applications to sexual rights and sexual health. All persons shall have the right and means to access or refuse reproductive health technology services or medical interventions on an equal basis with others without discrimination. Age-based restrictions to, the, to this entitlement must meet the requirements of non-discrimination and the principle of the evolving capacity of the child all persons shall have the right and means to access or to refuse participation in scientific research on an equal basis with others and without discrimination. Article. So after this, we're done. Great, great, great. Article 8. Right to education information. All persons without, without discrimination have the right to education information generally. The comprehensive sexuality education information necessary and useful to exercise full citizenship and equality in the private, public, and political domains. All persons have the right to education aimed at eradicating stigma and discrimination, promoting the development of young people as informed actors take responsibility for their lives and empower them to participate in determining policy regarding sexual health and sexuality education. All persons and young people in particular have the right to give input on comprehensive sexuality education programs and sexually the sexuality related policies. All persons have the right to the means to develop skills to negotiate stronger and more equitable relationships. All persons shall without regard to national borders have access to non-traditional and traditional information, non-mediums that enhance the sexuality, sexual rights, and sexual health. Young people in particular shall have access to information on sexually and gender non-conforming lives and sexual relations. All persons shall have access to all persons shall have access to community, school, and health service provider-based information regarding sexuality and understandable language, including information on the means to ensure sexual, reproductive health and decision-making on when, how, and with whom to have sex, 
when sexual behavior will become reproductive. All persons have the right to sufficient education and information to ensure that any decisions they make related to their sexually reproductive life are made with full, free, and informed consent. Article 9. Right to choose whether or not to marry, to found, and plan a family to decide whether or not how and when to have children. All persons have the right to choose whether or not to marry, whether or not to found and plan a family, when to have children, to decide the number of spacing of their children freely responsibly within an environment in which laws and policies recognize diversity of family forms, including those not defined by descent or marriage. All persons have the right to enter freedom with full consent into a marriage, consent into marriage or other partnership arrangement. It shall be available to all within the framework of non-discrimination with due regard to the evolving capacity of children. All persons have the right to family-related social wealth and other public benefits such as those regarding employment and immigration independently of the family form they have chosen to found. Including those not defined by descent or marriage, all persons have the right to have access to the information, education, and the means and to be able to decide whether or not and when to have children to decide freedom and responsibly the number and spacing of their children. All persons have the right to make free and responsible choices regarding the reproduction and family formation, including the right to decide whether or not to have biological or adopted children, as to all safe, effective, acceptable, as well as to all safe, effective, effective, acceptable, and affordable methods of fertility, regulation, reproductive technologies, and treatments. All persons have the right to counseling and other services related to reproduction and fertility and pregnancy termination, irrespective of the marital status and within a framework of non-discrimination taking into account the evolving capacity of children. All women have the right to information, education, and services necessary for the protection of reproductive health, safe motherhood and safe abortion, which are accessible, affordable, acceptable, and convenient to all users. All persons have the same rights and responsibilities with regard to guardianship, trusteeship, and adoption of children or similar institutions where these concepts exist in national legislation. Within a framework of non-discrimination, in all cases, the best interests of the children shall be paramount. Article 10. Right to accountability and redress. All persons have the right to effective, adequate, accessible, or appropriate, uh, educative, legislative, judicial, other measures to ensure demand that those who are duty-bound to uphold sexual rights fully accountable to them. This includes the ability to monitor the implementation of sexual rights to access remedies for violations of sexual rights, including access to full redress to restitution, compensation, rehabilitation, satisfaction, guarantee of non-repetition, and any other means. States shall establish mechanisms of accountability for ensuring that their obligations related to the guarantee of sexual rights are fully upheld. All persons shall have the right to access effective mechanisms for accountability and redress during armed conflict, especially in relation to sexual and gender-based violence. All persons shall have access to the information and assistance necessary to be able to seek remedies and secure redress for violations of their sexual rights. All persons have the right to hold to account non-state actors whose actions or omissions impact upon the enjoyment of sexual rights. This includes the ability to seek remedies and address redress for any violation of sexual rights. They shall take steps to prevent third parties from violating the sexual rights of others. IPF is committed to, to do 
all within its capabilities, including providing technical assistance, capacity building, and financial assistance to encourage all its member associations to advocate for sexual rights, provide client-oriented, non-discriminatory sexual services, information, and comprehensive sexuality education, and treat their staff and participants in the programs and projects in accordance with the principles of sexual rights incorporated in this declaration. Wow. All I can say is I support all of the articles and principles within the sexual rights and IPPF declaration, and I support IPPF 100%. Um, now that I brought that to our attention, I want to bring this to our other attention. At what kind of adult film superstar that I want to be? I want to be an educational entertainment type of adult film star. Let me explain. Educational entertainment, also first to us, edutainment is media designed to educate the entertainment. It's a term used as early as 1954 by Walt Disney. Most often includes content intended to teach best incidental entertainment value. That's been used by academia corporations, governments, and other entities in various countries to, to disseminate information in classrooms and slash or via, via television, radio, and other media to influence viewers, viewers opinions and behavior. So, so I want to be an edutainment adult film superstar. I love to impart life lessons without being preachy nor churchy. And I want to be that way when it comes to adult films. Also, I want to be a satirical type of adult film superstar. What does that mean? Satire is a genre of the visual, literary, and performing arts usually in the form of fiction, less frequently nonfiction, which vices, follies, abuses, and shortcomings are held up to ridicule, often with the intent of shaming or exposing the perceived flaws of individuals, corporations, government, or society itself into improvement. Although satire is meant to be humorous, its greater purpose is often constructive social criticism using wit to draw attention to both particular and wider issues in society. A feature of satire is strong irony or sarcasm, and satire irony is militant, according to literary critic Northrop Fry, but parody, burlesque, exaggeration, juxtaposition, comparison, analogy, and double entendre are all frequently used in satirical speech and writing. This quote-unquote militant irony of sar or sarcasm often processed to approve of, or at least accept as natural, the very things that satirist wishes to question. Satire is found in many artistic forms of expression, including internet memes, literature, plays, commentary, music, film, and television shows, and media such as hers. So I want to be a satire type of adult film uh, superstar.
Lastly, I want to be a cautionary tale type of adult film superstar. A cautionary tale is a tale told in folklore to warn its listener of a danger. There are three essential parts of a cautionary tale, though they can be introduced in a large variety of ways. First, a taboo or prohibition is stated. Some act, location, or thing is said to be dangerous. Then the narrative, then the narrative itself is told. Someone disregards the warning and performs a forbidden act. Finally, the violator comes to an unpleasant fate, which is frequently related in expansive and grisly detail. Uh, cautionary tales of performance. Cautionary tales are ubiquitous in popular culture. Many urban legends are framed as cautionary tales from the lover's lane haunted by a hook-handed murderer to the tale of a man who shot a cactus for fun only to die when the plant toppled onto him. Like horror fiction, generally cautionary tale exhibits an ambivalent attitude towards social taboos. The, narrative, the, narr- the narrator of a cautionary tale is momentarily excused from the ordinary demands of etiquette that discourages the use of gruesome or disgusting imagery because the tale serves to reinforce some other social taboo. Cautionary tales are also frequently utilized to spread awareness of moral issues. For this reason, they are often sold to children to make them conform to rules that either protect them or offer their own safe. I also want to say that that I want to mention more adult film categories that I want to participate in as a pornographer and as a porn performer. I want to do, and I'm going to say this with all respect in my heart, all right? I want to do these following porn categories as a pornographer and as a porn performer. I want to do yoga studio, yoga pants, yoga instructor, wine cellar, on vacation, uh, wedding planner, um, warehouse, washing machine, um, voluptuous, lawyer, waitress, a veterinarian, uh, virtual reality, trailer, trainer, trampoline, truck, Tutor, uniform, the passenger, teacher's assistant, teacher's lounge, teacher, tattoos, tattoo artist, tattoo parlor, um, summer vacation, student, student lounge, studio, uh, submissive, coworker. Co-ed, coach, client, classroom, classmate, cheerleader, uh, dominant, nominating, uh, dog groomer, doctor's office, doctor, dirty folks, uh, 
Club, um, BJ, Diary of a Nanny, um, Outdoors, Hallway, Hot Tub Hotel, Interior Designer Intern, Jail Cell Janitor, Kitchen Kitchen Counter, Landlord, Laundry Mat, Laundry Room, Lawyer, um, Laundry Store, Laundry Limo, Library, Living Room, Locker Room, Law, Maid, Mistress, So-and-so's hot girlfriend, so-and-so's hot friend, so-and-so's hot mom, um, sauna, secretary, shower, physical therapist, photography studio, patio, patio furniture, outdoors, Um, office, orgasm, country women, rich women, neighbor, Neighbor's significant other, neighbor's offspring, um, high heels, sorority women, social co-eds, step relatives, Athletics, the bookworms, the plumbers, the pool women, the pool tables, the private buyers, POVs, the production assistants, the professors, the psychics. Role-playing, role-play, in-laws, motorcycles, movie sets, movie theaters, sex teacher, breasts of all sizes, shapes, and colors. Boss's relative. Boss's significant other. Dressing rooms, elevators, employees, employee. 
relatives reports me for others dining rooms um BBWs, MILFs, GILFs, PYTs, 18 and over, 21 and over. Um, curvy, yes. Curvy women, yes. Deep throating, yes. Conoringus, yes. Analingus, yes. Gardeners, garage, game rooms. Flight attendants, financial advisors, massage therapists, massage tables, massage parlors, spring break, Um, I'll name a last little last more. Push bedroom. Penis sizes of all shapes. Penis of all penis of all size penises of all size, shapes and colors. Vaginas of all sizes, shapes and colors. Uh shaped and hairy genitals of all sizes, shapes and colors. Uh Kinky and not kinky, you know, like vanilla. Um, hand jobs, of course. Jimmy equipment, group sex, threesomes, group sex, magic talk, threesomes, foursomes, two people sex, spas, um, you know, incest and cheating slash adultery. Ex significant other, ex spouse, um, sugar mamas, D I L F, um, Dill, Uh, attractive elderly people. Uh, and to sum it all up, I'm willing to do all types of porn categories as long as there's no genital crushings, no human wastes. Um, and no one's being burnt up. Other than that, I'm going to do all the porn categories that you can think of in mainstream porn and in ethical feminist porn. I'm willing to do all those types of sexual role-playing that you can think of.
and I'm willing to form the form of properly with people of all walks of life, of all appearances, all continents, and all personalities slash temperaments. And we're all of age. And everything's done in all within law, within reason. So I do want to be a mainstream porn superstar. And I also want to be an ethical porn superstar too. So that sums up my feelings. They pretty much know me from the back of your hand now. And I'll say this other last thing and I'll be done with this episode. I'm a nudist because I practice nudism. A person who engages in the practice of going naked wherever possible. Nudism. The belief in or practice of going nude, especially non-sexual social settings, and as part of a conscious choice of lifestyle. So that's me. I just figured out that that's me. So I'm a nudist because I practice nudism. I also want to say that I am a naturalist. For me, being a naturalist means that naturalism is a lifestyle of non-sexual social nudity and the cultural movement which advocates for and defends that lifestyle. So I'm a naturalist because I practice naturalism. And I'm for fat positivity. I'm for body positivity. I'm for sex positivity. I'm for queer positivity. I'm for female empowerment. And the last time I say these truths about myself, I am pansexual. I am pangender. I I go by all gender pronouns. Antonio or Antonia is fine. Um, I'm queer. I'm non-binary. I'm I'm a sapphire. I'm a sapiosexual. I'm an allosexual. I'm a de- I'm a demisexual. 
and I'm an ecosexual. I am permanently single by choice, my choice. I am permanently childless by choice, my choice. I am permanently living alone. by choice, my choice. I'm permanently petless by choice, my choice. I am permanently a confirmed bachelor by choice, my choice. And another thing is, is that when it comes to women, I love, and I'm saying this for the last time, I love dark, black-skinned, black women. I'm the most attracted to dark, black-skinned, black women in Africa. Like, I love dark, black-skinned, black African women the most. Men are like dark, black skin, black men. I love dark, black skin, black men from Africa. Meaning, in Africa, I like the ones who look handsome. I like dark, black skin, black African men the most. Um, I love. Curvy, voluptuous, shapely women. I also love beefy, stocky, um, gym rat bodies for men. That's the uh, other types of people I like. Um, just a mixture of curves and muscles and large bodies is, is my thing. Um, I like hunky bodies or men, and I love, um, on women, I love, um, Full figured and plus size. And I like heavily built masculine men. And all the other bodies I like, I just like a mixture of muscularity and um, curvaceousness, in my opinion. That's just me. What other types of people? Uh, I love nice and neat genitalias on all all types of people, but I do like welcome genitals as well. Um, yeah, I do like them hung well, and um. 
I'm an ambivert. I practice ethical non-monogamy. I practice ethical promiscuity. Um, and I'm so thankful that I'm going to be an erotic superstar too. I look forward to that. So I'll never have to say these things again. I decided to be a mainstream porn pornographer superstar. I also decided to be an ethical porn pornographer superstar too. So I've always wanted to have a porn entity, a mixture of erotica and porn type of entity where where we attract the mainstream world and the uh, ethical kind of world. Where we just have um, ethical practices. You know, I don't war against mainstream or ethical. I don't make them separate at all. I don't. I want to work with ethical porn companies and mainstream porn companies, both as a pornographer and porn performer, you know, advertising ethical uh, practices for sure. So that's important to me. Ooh, ass smacking, I like that. That's a porn, porn category I saw. I see bar, bar stool, bartender baseball field, uh, basement. Ooh, ejaculating on folks. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Uh, girlfriend's friend. Nice. Nice. Dean. Nice. Uh, I'll perform and put out for with people of all races, all ethnicities, people from all cities, all countries, all continents, all states, all islands, um, all counties, all nations, and um, here's the last one I want to say. Tenants and the tenants. So I'm down to do all porn categories. I said earlier. Ain't no, the only three I, I won't do, but the rest of my book, I just got happy. Uh, nannies, cougars, counters, college, coffee houses, co Okay, now this is the last one for sure. And 
public place. Thank you all for sharing my heart. Peace out.